The Trev and Ben Show. Broadcasting to the London Borough of Croydon. This is Croydon Radio. Did I build this ship to Florence and the Machine and Ship Direct. And now, now, Trevor Smith and Ben Harmer. They don't deserve mouths. The Trev and Ben Show. Have a good morning, afternoon. We're late. All right. You know, if we were mature, yeah. we wouldn't complain. No, we wouldn't complain. But we're, we're not, not mature. We're not mature, and we've been, uh, you know, we've been out in the cold for a little while, haven't we? Wait How long in. have we been doing this show? Oh, since the world began. Every week for about <laughs> two years on a Sunday morning, and yeah. still we can't get in the building. Well, we can't be trusted to have a key. I keep telling you, you can't have a key. <sighs> Especially, I can't have a key because I break keys. Well, I, I, I was tempted to break the door. I, I broke my, my front door key a couple of weeks ago. Really? Put it in, snapped it off. Mm. So I can't be trusted to have a key. You're, if we're given a key, you will become the looker after okay. of the key. You're too heavy-handed. Um, yeah. Or we, why can't we just build a tunnel? Dig a tunnel from our houses directly into the studio so then no one has to let us in. What we need is those hat and garden people. We do. I've got, I thought you were going to say hat and coat. <laughs> the, the Hatton Garden people. Yeah. yeah, I think you'll find a lot of them in prison now. <laughs> and not um, all of them. What we need is just a few old pensioners, really. Yeah. That's what we need. Some pensioners with some digging experience. <laughs> you know, someone who spends a lot of time in the garden. Anyway, we are here. Just. Uh, it is the Trevor and Ben Show. And we're here, well, for about the next And that's hours. all we've got time for. Yeah, <laughs> see you later. <laughs> uh, coming up, we've got Think the Link in about ten minutes' time. Uh, relatively straightforward today, Ben. You'll be all right. Uh, new Music at Ten, Lindsay Saunders and her great song, Make or Break Us. Uh, we're doing the compendium. Uh, well, have we haven't got time. Um, did you bring it with you? Is it still locked up? <laughs> I'm not oh, sure God, we had time to wheel it in. Not more locks. Can you go out and sort it? Uh, the pub quiz, uh, today's category, Ben, family ties. Okay. Uh, so I reckon the answer is uncle, brother, sister. They're my answers now. <laughs> Give me the points. No point in doing it. All right. Uh, oh, we'll, all right, we will. Uh, we do that a little bit later on. Uh, also this week, Ben, uh, I was baffled by bread. Okay. I know. It's n- I'm easily confused. Mm. And also, not just baffled by bread, but also amazed by a nose. Right. Uh, anyway, uh, it's all to come in the next two hours on the... Well, hour and 40. Hour and 40, yeah. See you next week. <laughs> it's the Trev and Ben Show. Ram Jam, Black Betty, Croydon Radio. Can I say that I, uh, I had to do a lot of research as to whether I could play that or not. I wasn't sure whether that was an acceptable song anymore. What? And that, that, that shows the sort of nervousness that I have. I'm sorry, I wasn't really listening to the song. I was busy uh, I know. telling the management what for. I, 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 I saw you give it to them. Yeah. I saw you. Oh, it was impressive. Yeah. <laughs> Results is what you've achieved there, Ben. <laughs> Results. <laughs> Very nice uh, if we could have a key. Uh, please. <laughs> please, yeah. Oh, you told them. Yeah. You told them. Yeah, otherwise we're out on strike. Yeah. Yeah, I'll, everybody I'll out. Show <laughs> um, anyway, no, that's uh, Ram Jam Black Betty. And I was a bit concerned. I didn't know whether I could play it or not. Why? What's wrong with it? Well, I, was, I didn't know, whether, you know what the context was. And I didn't know whether it was a racist song. It's not. It's got nothing to do with anything, really. It's about drugs or coffee or something. Uh, <laughs> I don't really know. But it's not a racist song. Good. I can play it. Good to know. It's all right. Uh, hello to everyone in the shout box. Um, I'll can be we honest. Play There's a hole in my bucket next. Can we play that? Uh, I don't think we can play that. <laughs> uh, okay. Oh, no. There's a hole in my bucket. That's right, isn't it? Um, the only reason I say that is because at my local a little while ago. Well, yeah, but your local, you might as well go to the local BNP headquarters. Did, there were two people who blacked up to perform that live. Oh. <sighs> Which oh I didn't think still happened post millennium. <laughs> Apparently not. Uh, well, in your pl- your place is like a bit of a time warp, isn't it? Oh yeah, yeah. L- shut it down. <laughs> I've already seen the power you've got. Shut it down. <laughs> um, yeah. So hello to everyone on the shout box, uh, particularly Charlie. Um, I have to say, I'll be honest with you, Charlie. I've no idea what you're talking about at the moment. Uh, <laughs> what's it say? In and out of blue. What's that say? I haven't got my specs on. Oh, I found them though. By the way. Oh, you'd, yeah. Because you lost them again. Yeah, but I've got them. Sorry, do you want me to, yeah, well, if you wouldn't mind. Is it, is yeah. it no, uh, suitable yeah, th- for it. That, that one there, that, that, what does that say? Uh, that is in and out of the dusty bluebells. Okay. More has been said. Oh, yeah, go on. Um, well, I, yeah, I read it read first. Read yeah. No, 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 uh, just make sure it's all right. I'm sure it's fine. We've got a lot of fans. No, this is incomprehensible. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what's being said here. Excellent. 
no okay well no. let's see anyway look we'd love to hear from you so do get in touch it's uh, coinradio.com on the shout box or uh, at trevor ben on twitter so now we are here ben let's just crack on with the show as normal shall we should we pretend that everything's all good and we are just carrying on as usual all right uh, so yesterday i uh, babysat my godchildren for a little bit how were they? Um, they were lovely. Good. Except the, uh, the little one, who's about, uh, what is he now, about 18 months, uh, he's got a bit of a cold. And um, this is why I was amazed by a nose. Now, uh, uh, you and I, everyone gets a cold every now and again. Yeah. Why is it that babies, when they have a cold, I've never seen so much stuff come out of a nose? No dignity. Is that what it is? Yeah, no no dignity. No. Uh, and the, the worst thing was I, I, I got a tissue to, to wipe his nose. And um, and he seemed to enjoy that, and then he wanted more tissue so he could sort of do it himself. And I thought, that's fine, you do it yourself, mate. I'm not <laughs> gonna, I don't want to get involved, really, in all of that mess. Yeah. Uh, of course, then he just brings all the used bits of tissue over to me, plonks it all in my hand. Wipe a man's nose, and he'll have a clean nose. Teach him how to blow his nose, and he'll... Have a clean nose. Exactly, yeah. Something like Wise. Well, on the cusp of a saying there. I've never experienced such uh, sagicity. <laughs> Uh, in all my life, that is incredible. You are very much the new Confucius. Thank you. I think people will be saying, Harma say. Yeah. Harma say, teach a man to blow his nose. He has clean nose. <laughs> I can see it now in about 100 years' time, there'll be a statue of you with that engraved yeah. somehow at the bottom. That's an, I, I think that's an exciting thing for you. Wax on, wax off. Yeah? Yeah. You're just, I think you're just regurgitating stuff that's been said before. Not much of a philosopher, are you, really? No. <laughs> I try. Well, it's not really trying, is it? No. Give me one of your own philosophies. Um. Uh. <laughs> oh, great! Wipe your nose with the opposite hand you scratch your bum with. Brilliant. There you go. Brilliant. Thank you very much for that. See, it's incredible. I, good advice. I, yeah, good advice. I think you've made a real difference to people's lives <laughs> this morning. Uh, if I, could, if I, you know, people ask those those questions of life. I once wanted to do this thing: the alternative thought of the day. Because you know, normally thought of the day, it's all about religious stuff, isn't it? It sounds a bit Ponzi, and you get yeah, but then you get you know, and you get a vicar sort of doing that long-winded thing, and then eventually you think, oh, this is interesting. He's telling a lovely story, then going, that's a little bit like Jesus, isn't oh. it? You know, no, it's not. It's nothing like Jesus. There's nothing like you've made a cheese sandwich. What's that got to do with Jesus? Well, you see, Jesus made us all. <laughs> oh, shut up! Oh, no. So I thought, well, why not have a, uh, a thought of the day that's alternative? But it would just be very short. And uh, here's one for you. What's the point of crackers without cheese? It's a little thought for the day, you know? I've, I've done that as well. What, crackers without cheese? Yeah. Jacob's crackers. We ran out of cheese over the Christmas period. I was just, just applying Branston pickle to crackers. That sounds horrible. It was, you know what? It was well, I, don't, I, I don't have pickle, do I? I'm you know? quite a fan of Branston pickle. Oh, yeah. Send me some if you're listening. <laughs> What's your favourite cracker? I don't, um, no, I don't really have a favourite cracker. They're oh, all I do. The same, I, have a, I have a favourite cracker. Oh, much of a yeah. oh, no, you know when you get the selection box of the cheese biscuits? Hmm. The, little, the little square Hovis one. That's my favourite. Can I include the mini cheddar? Yeah, well, that's generally in there, isn't it? The mini cheddar. That's I quite like a mini cheddar. A mini cheddar, yeah. yeah. You don't need cheese on that, obviously. It's, it's cheesy enough. Oh, we've got to put a little bit, bit of cheddar. Yeah? On your mini cheddar. Yeah. All right. Um, so, staying on the on the, uh, the the cheese theme, yeah, uh, I wasn't going to do this now, but I will because it sort of uh, flows <laughs> on nicely. It fits. Uh, baffled by bread, right? I uh, I went out for dinner this week, and uh, for the starter, I had this thing. I can't remember what it's called. A- Croxton something or the other and um, like it was Croxton it, it was a Croxton something or the other I think it was called and it was um, it was like a, a modern spin on the fondue right was it like posh cheese on toast no not really it wasn't a croque monsieur then no okay no carry on no this was a uh, it, it came sort of in a it, it was a bread bowl a bread bowl with sort of melted cheese and, and herbs and stuff in so like a fondue get me hungry and then it, it came with sort of uh, celery and cucumber for you to dip in but then it also came with bread well, you've just given me a huge bread bowl yes but you can't compromise the bread bowl can you otherwise you'd have cheese fondant everywhere oh no you can you, you can take bits off the top you know <laughs> and then i thought you'd, this it, it, it's it's overdoing the bread it's overkill on the bread <laughs> too many carbs i wasn't sure whether i was supposed to eat the bowl i would have definitely but i did oh good but then i suddenly thought Maybe I should. Maybe you're not meant to eat the bowl. Maybe they give you the bread to say, "Look, that is the." Maybe they reuse the the bread bowl normally. Well, you thought you'd have some disgraced waiter coming back to you. Oh, where is our cutlery? Where is our bowl? <laughs> yeah, I didn't eat the cutlery. 
No, because uh, that wasn't edible, as far as I was aware. I oh, don't right. think it was. Uh, but the, missed a trick then. <laughs> yeah, but the bowl certainly was. And um, and but there's no need to put more bread in. My my friend that I was with was was rather cynical, and thought that by putting bread in, it was just a cheap option of filling you up a bit more. Well, was it was it nice? It was lovely. There you go. Then. Quite expensive though. Seven quid. Seven quid for a bit of bread and cheese. A bread bowl. That's quite. Create. I would have thought that's not the easiest thing to manufacture. I'd, I'd say seven quid for bread. Hell, I could make you a bread bowl. How? Get a roll, rip out the middle bit, pour that's some a, cheese in. That's an entire loaf you're sacrificing to make a bread bowl, or at least half of a loaf. Half a loaf? Well, how big was your bowl? Well, was it, was it a bowl or a saucer? <laughs> it was a bowl. It was quite deep. Well, there you go. That's yeah, at least half a loaf. Sort of like a breakfast cereal bowl. That's a lot of bread. I suppose it was a lot of bread. Mind you, I've got to complain. That's a, that's a lot of waste. That's a lot of perfectly good inside bread that's gone in the bin. Now they might use that for something. They might use that for stuffing. Or croutons. Or croutons. You know, you, if you're running a restaurant, Ben, you can't be bread losing stuffing. money. Or, or You ever use bread crumbs in stuffing, oh, right. don't you? In good you old-fashioned way. Or bread sauce. You know, there's, there's lots of things you can do. Bread pudding. <laughs> they could be making bread pudding. <laughs> they could be just feeding the ducks for all I know, for all I care. <laughs> Think the link. Should I do that again at full volume? Please do. Think the link. Didn't have time to prepare this morning. Oh, it's all think going swimmingly this didn't morning. Didn't have time to prepare. Oh. Uh, think the link. Uh, three songs to identify, and somewhere there's a link between them. Could be the title artist or a lyric or something like that. Uh, anyway, it's these three you're looking for. There they are. There's the three. I'd like it again, please. All right, here they go. There they are. No, I need lots of help. All right, well, look, we've got lots of people on the shout box this morning, so if you can help Ben out, we're looking for the link between those three songs. Uh, get in touch. It's at Trevor and Ben on Twitter, or send us a message via the shout box, croydonradio.com. Make it a private message. Make it a private message so you're not letting the whole world know already. Uh, anyway, get in touch. We're looking for the link between these three songs. Good luck. I'll carry you home tonight. Fun. We are young. Croydon Radio. It's the Trev and Ben show. Uh, now, you're the young one in, in the team. Yeah. So I rely on you to keep up to date with, uh, you know, pop culture. All the cool kids come to me. Exactly. <sighs> um, what do you know about uh, the, uh, the hip-hop star Bob? Bob. Uh, what I do know about Bob is that I think it should be pronounced B-O-B. B-O-B. And that is the end of my knowledge. Of but his Bob. name is Bobby Ray Simmons Jr. But I think I think as a rapper he might be known as B-O-B. I'm not certain. Well, there are dots in between the, the, the thing, so yeah. Then we should call him B.O.B. Yeah, I'm certainly not calling him... Um, I'm just calling him Bob. Okay, let's call him Bob. I mean, if your name is Bobby... Why are you putting dots in? It's not making. In fact, it's making you more stupid. Ask Will I am. There's another one. It's William. <laughs> Deal with it. That's your name, mate. And take those stupid glasses off. Um, <laughs> yeah. Anyway, Bob. Um, he's clearly a bit thick. Uh, <laughs> I've not heard any of his music, but he's clearly a bit thick. Okay. Uh, he. Careful. Uh, we don't want to find ourselves in a rap battle or something. Oh, I couldn't care less. I have to throw down. Couldn't get what? <laughs> I couldn't care less, mate. Because uh, if we if I got into some sort of battle with him, I wouldn't know. I have to bust some slick rhymes because on, I'll be on too busy ass. listening to some Andy Williams or something <laughs> while uh, while Bob's doing his thing. Um, so anyway, Bob will be doing his thing. But he he's uh, he's been tweeting a lot this week apparently uh, that he still believes the world is flat. I didn't know that there was anyone left who still thought that. Apparently, it's quite a widespread belief still. Surely, there's enough for people to know now that that's not the case. <sighs> Would you buy a record by someone who thinks the world is still flat? I, I wouldn't. I wouldn't go anywhere near him. Hmm. Can we can we not just say to them, look, you're entitled to believe what you want, mm-hmm. but if you believe that and you think that's factually true, yeah, then just you know send us a picture of the edge. Well, no, he's tweeted a picture of a of a train uh, line. Uh, going off into the distance and uh, he's claiming that shows some sort of what? evidence so, that, that, that's evidence that he's found the horizon he said <laughs> not he, the end of the world he's tweeted this picture and he says uh, the railroad's highest point and he's taken this from um, Midway at Birmingham Station that's not here I don't think I think that's oh. Birmingham Alabama um, <laughs> isn't there a Birmingham on the moon as well is there I think so 
I may have made that up, but I think there is a Birmingham on the moon. I, I don't mean this to, to sound rude, but um, be I'm careful be- because if you're going to be rude to me, I'm right. You'll never hear no, the no, end. No, no, I'm not being rude to you. I'm going to okay. be rude to people from Birmingham. Um, <laughs> the, I mean, I've been to Birmingham. It's a nice place, mm. but it's you sound. It sounds like you're surrounded by stupid people. Yeah, I do think the br- the Brummy accent just has got a bit of thick about it, and that's not to say that they are. It's just unfortunate. It's ironic that he thinks it's in Birmingham, because I always thought it was Croydon that was, was the end of the world. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, anyway, he says that um, if the world were actually a globe, um, he, he reckons you'd be able to see something in the distance. And he says, you can't, therefore the world what? is flat. He's like, I can't Birmingham, I mean, what's wrong with him? If the, the world, world is was flat, a globe, you could see something in the distance. Oh, well, what does I, that even mean? I'm not going to bore you with all the details. No, no, please do. Do you want me to read the whole thing? Yeah. Oh, God, this will be the most boring bit of radio ever. Right, you ready? Well, you don't have to. Just give, give us the details. Oh, actually, you know, I think it is Birmingham in this country. I, I just assumed he was American. I don't know why. Um, <laughs> evidence is there. <laughs> no, he's actually British. That's a shame. Uh, he says, The London and Northwest Railway forms a straight line 180 miles long between London and Liverpool. The railroad's highest point, midway at Birmingham Station, is only 240 feet above sea level. If the world were actually a globe, however, curving eight inches per miles squared the 180 mile stretch of rail but you asked for it all would form an arc with the center point of birmingham raising over a mile a full 5400 feet above london and liverpool okay he's got a point (laughs) i don't know what he's talking about the world isn't flat i just don't understand how in 2016 people still can be so medieval Mm. about the whole thing there's you know we've got pictures of the world from out of space Although, if you look at the pictures, it just looks like a flat disc, doesn't it? <sighs> Don't you start. <laughs> <laughs> we know that it is round. Oh, we know it's round, but it can be flat and round. No, it's a globe. It's a globe. We know that. Can, do we? Yes, we do know well, that. I, I would argue a picture of the Earth would just show a, <sighs> a flat disc. Unbelievable. <laughs> Unbelievable. See, now you're beginning to... You and Bob... Yeah. See, what is it with you young people? You and Bob, I bet, I bet you still think they're witches. And you just still like have a ducking stall somewhere. B-E-N and B-O-B. B-E-N and B-O-B. Yeah. Yeah, Bob and Ben. <laughs> you'd, make a great, you'd make a great pair, because I know that you are, you are very good at the old hip-hop, aren't you? Oh, yeah. I'm down with the kids. Yeah, I've often seen you do some uh, freestyling. <laughs> <laughs> I have no idea what I'm talking about. Neither it's a I. world uh, which is a mystery to me. Yeah. Uh, you know when you see uh, you see kids uh, sort of... Uh, well, because I worked in a school, I saw it quite often. But you see it when they're on the bus and stuff, and these kids start um, rapping, you know. And uh, I, I'm sure that there is some talent involved. I'm sure there must be. I'm yet to find it. I certainly haven't found it yet. This is music, mate. <laughs> this is music. <laughs> Queen, crazy little thing called love. Um, can I just very quickly say uh, that um, this morning I had to uh, drive in from somewhere a bit different. I wasn't, right. I wasn't. I wasn't. Uh, I wasn't in my own bed last night. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Lucky boy. Uh, oh yeah. Yeah. I was on an inflatable mattress on someone's floor, <laughs> uh, and uh, so I had to drive in from somewhere different this morning. And I thought oh, it'll be a nice, quick journey. There won't be much traffic about. And I know I've moaned about this before, but my God, people drive slowly on a Sunday. What is it about driving on a Sunday morning? You won't overtake. No, I said to you, I won't overtake. I, I got stuck behind. But this is a forty-mile an hour bit of road, mm. and I got stuck behind people doing twenty-five. And I, uh, I won't, I won't overtake because I, I, I feel it's quite an aggressive. Uh, manner of driving mm. so I don't like doing it I mean I, I, I need know. to teach you a few things about aggressive driving <laughs> yeah I don't like to be aggressive I, I mean I am aggressive within my car you know I'm quite I'm, mm. I'm, I'm very aggressive like that but in terms of actual movement of car I don't like to be aggressive 25 and a 40 oh I was doing my did there would have been honking there would have been flashing there would have been hand gestures the real art to it is when you can overtake someone you can pull up next to them so you can match their speed for a second give them a few choice gestures and then then speed off and then you realise it's an old lady on her way to church I don't care you don't care get out of my way yeah Oh, you're you're a nice <laughs> nice man. Something happens to you behind the wheel, Ben, and I don't like it. No, I know. <laughs> uh, talking of, um, uh, we were talking about Bob. Yes, and his, uh, his views there on the the world. Talking of uh, outdated views, <laughs> UKIP. UKIP. <laughs> uh, are you familiar with um, UKIP councillor Dennis Crawford? No. 
No, he's quite a hard man to track down. Is he? He's very busy. Is he? What's he doing? Uh, he's been in lots of meetings recently. Has he? Yeah, I'll tell you how busy he's been. Um, he was in so many meetings over a two-day period yeah. that his family called the police and reported him missing because they didn't know where he was. They reported him missing and he was in, just in meetings? Yeah. Apparently he was uh, in six meetings in two days, which doesn't sound like a lot to me. No. <laughs> no. Was he a counsellor or a You can counsellor. Counselor. A counselor. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know what the difference is, to be honest. But um, he was that busy. Well, council's uh, you know local government, and uh, an MP is uh, you know uh, n- n- national. I'm just uh, I'm teaching you. Okay, I'm imparting knowledge. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's nice to know that you know he's, he's working hard at least. Mind you, councils are useless, and councillors are useless. So it wouldn't surprise me that if he'd been lost in in the some sort of council office for two days having pointless meetings mm. deciding probably deciding new road layouts you know because <laughs> they're normally done by thick people uh, <laughs> i mean i mean look at croydon council right um i mean i you know i live in croydon i like no i don't like croydon i'll be honest i live in croydon <laughs> i live and exist in croydon we tolerate croydon we tolerate croydon <laughs> and croydon council in particular i know this is croydon radio and i probably may be speaking out of turn here go ahead you know, because i'm sure the council provide a lot of support to croydon radio but Croydon Council is a dreadful organisation. <laughs> Just awful. This, I think it was this week, because um, the, there's been lots of things in council meetings recently. There was the, the head of the council, Tony Newman, watching a football match during a meeting. Pay attention, mate, you're head of the council. <laughs> you know what I mean? Um, this week, they had to, um, they suspended a council meeting amid a row over whether to have a vote on having a vote. That oh. is the bureaucracy and the nonsense <laughs> that goes on in councils. And that's why somebody can probably easily be lost for two days. Well, can you imagine being so absent that your, your own family have to file a missing persons <laughs> report? <laughs> did, he ta- did he say what he was talking about in these meetings? Did no, he reveal- no, he didn't give, no, he didn't give that detail, no. No, he said, oh, it was council business. It was council business, mum. Mum? Mm. Mum? <laughs> That's what he calls his wife. He's <laughs> business mum. And, uh, well, some people do, don't they? Where was, where was this? Was it up north somewhere? Uh, where, I don't know, wherever, wherever he's a councillor for. Oh, I mean, don't worry about the detail. <laughs> do you know what I mean? Because I mean, I'm, I'm just saying that sometimes up north, husbands call their wives mum, don't they? And go, hey, mum. Are you trying to backtrack because you said the wrong word? Yes, I am. Right. I'm trying to get out of it. <laughs> uh, no, what I'm saying is I'm just suggesting that you know, maybe he, he might have uh, not been in a meeting. Oh, might have been something else. That's up to that's up to pe- <laughs> that's up to people to to uh, to decide because I can't suggest anything, of course. No. But uh, if he's not phoning his wife saying, "Oh, I'm in a meeting, love, I'm in a meeting," you got to ask the question: Where was he? Wasn't there a story recently? I say recently in the last few months about someone who got a lot of bad publicity because they were spotted. Was it was it falling asleep in Parliament or was it playing Angry Birds on their phone or, or in a meeting or something? Oh, well, there was an MP who was caught playing Candy Crush, Candy Crush on on an iPad or something in Parliament. That was it. Yeah, and I, I think they said, oh, you know, oh, I, I will try not to do it again. Something <laughs> like that. That was the kind of their, their answer. I will try not to do it again. No, they can't even commit to that, can they? No, no. Oh, so, not I won't do it again. <gasps> I'll try. You know, because uh, I, find, I find being in some sort of authority on all the decisions that affect everybody in the country, I don't know, I just find it a bit boring. I'd rather <laughs> play Candy Crush. <laughs> Raspberry Berry. Who's that by, Ben? Who's that by? That's Prince. Prince, or as I like to call him, the end. Teeny tiny purple one. Okay. Teeny tiny purple one. I feel one. used in that. Why? Because you asked me to say who it was, yeah. just so you could do that. Basically, yeah. yeah. Yeah, I like doing that. And I don't think I've ever uh, given you the pleasure of hearing me go, the teeny tiny little purple one. No, we, we've done it now. <laughs> do you want to do it again? Can I turn it into like a little catchphrase? That was Prince on Groin Radio, or as Trevor calls him. Teeny tiny little purple one. There you one. go. Okay. Can we, can we never do that again? Well, I'm not going to promise that. <laughs> I can't promise that because let's face it, you won't remember I've done it. Well, that's true. <laughs> Give it two years, you won't remember. I'll do it again. Give it two minutes. Teeny tiny little button. There you go. Shall we carry on? Yeah, go on. <laughs> um, yeah, we're talking about um, people not paying attention to their jobs in the UKIP council or general government in general. Uh, I was, I've got. I found a list here of some uh, quirky jobs. Oh, I like quirky jobs. And I wondered um, which of these you might like. So okay. I thought I'd, I'd give you a few. Because I'm after some work at the moment. Okay. So let's see. Let's see. Uh, I might write these down. Okay. So I can get some career options. I just want to sort of know your instant feedback on what you Okay, what you go think. on. Yeah. Uh, pretend mourner. Pretend mourner. Oh, I could do that. It's quite sad, actually, this one. Is this people that are paid to turn up at funerals? Yeah. 
Mm, what's the what's the pay like? Uh, I don't have salaries with these jobs. Oh, that's a shame. It's just you know, but you should do something you love. It shouldn't be about the money. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Who loves mourning? By the way, we do this for free. Everybody. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, I don't think I'd, I don't think I'd. Well, I find that very depressing. UFO desk officer. Oh, now this sounds good. Mm. This sounds good. Right, well, what's the role? Well, it's not a role anymore, unfortunately. Oh, but until two thousand and nine, the government employed someone to investigate UFO reports, uh, record alien sightings, and liaise with UFO ufologists. Now, see, that would be. A, I'd love that job. Yeah, because I do think that there are UFOs. <laughs> I'm just saying that well, I... technically, if I throw a frisbee at you and you're not sure what it is, it's an unidentified well, yeah. object. Well, yeah. I'm not saying that they're, they're mine. All right. I'm not saying they're necessarily from space. You see, that's why I need to be on the desk. So that's our front runner. Yeah, at the moment. So yeah, okay. I'm up for that. Yeah. What do I need to... Oh, I can't, it's not actually a job that exists anymore. No. Oh, well, crown jewels cleaner. Hmm. <laughs> uh, I give the crown jewels a good polish? Um, uh, no. No? No, no. Uh, that sounds very boring okay. to me. Uh, water I mean, that's just tester. housework, isn't it? That is, today, yeah. Yeah, I'm not doing that. Water slide tester. No, no. What do you mean, no? No, I find water slides overrated. But how would you know unless you tested them? I've been on enough in my time. Well, always, that's, that's, always hugely disappointing. That's astonishing. That was one of my favourite ones. Really? Professional tea taster. Uh, not a big fan of tea, so no, not, not that interested. Not a big fan of tea? No, no, not. What, you're a coffee man? Yeah, yeah, I've really gone off tea. Not, not really a fan of tea anymore. Don't Walking like it. Walking undead. Right, well, that's not a job. That's just job. that's just messing about. Uh, no, it's uh, for zombies for you know various company attractions for thrill seekers, things like that. That's that's for people who get a real job. It's a job. Acting, acting. How can you be a, an actor playing a zombie? Chocolate taster. Now, now you're talking. <laughs> now you're talking. Who's that for? Is it for one of the big ones? Uh, I, I guess it could be, um, but uh, yeah. I mean, Thing I'm, is, though, I think you'd get you'd get fed up with that very quickly. All right, what about this then? Dog, dog food taster. <laughs> no, no. no. Why they, they can't give that to a human? I have a caveat with that one. What's that? Uh, you don't have to swallow. But I don't, I don't want to taste dog food. But at all. I, 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 well, I wondered who was having to do that one. Yeah, I don't believe they do that. Well, no, they do it. It's a job. These no, are all, no. These are all jobs. No, there's not really. Do you think I've just plucked this out of the sky? There's not really Look. people. <laughs> Oh yes, See? Got it yes down, now, now you've rustled, rustled the magazine. <laughs> it must be true. Uh, no, surely there can't be humans testing dog food. There are. There must be dogs testing dog food. I'll read you the whole thing. Go the on. whole paragraph. Yeah, go on. You thought dogs tested dog food? Oh no, it's the role of human, uh, a human being, Simon Allison, to test the dishes in Marks and Spencer's dog food and cat range. Uh, incredibly, Simon says that he loves his job, Ridiculous. but he also admits that he doesn't actually swallow the food. Ridiculous. Huge. Well, what's, what's he doing with it? Tasting it. Well, this is ludicrous. Well, I, I wouldn't do it. It smells like it does when it comes out, the flipping dog. Paint watcher. Right, now that's a job I can do. <laughs> that's a job I can do. Stick my iPod in. What, what, what do you have to do with that? Just, I, I'm not going to read the whole thing on this one. but because no, it'll be like listening to paint dry. They want, <laughs> Thank you very much. They want to know um, the, the drying time of their paint, so someone has to sit there and watch it. Why they couldn't employ a camera for that and just check it. I don't yeah. Know. <sighs> um, These are rubbish jobs. Okay, I'll, I've got two left. Go on. I think. Uh, yes, um, empty office sitter. Empty office. You're basically yeah. paid eight pounds an hour. Eight pounds. They got a salary on this one. That's not bad. To just to just basically guard someone's office when it's empty. Oh no, I'd do that. That's That'd right. be all right. Play on your iPad, can you? Yeah. Play Candy Crush. Yeah. No, uh, no, I'd do that. Eight pounds an hour. Um, eight hours a day. That's not bad. So so far, is a uh, UFO desk officer still your favourite? It is still my favourite. Right. Yeah, I'd still like to do that. I think I might. Oh, I don't know. I think this one will win for you. All right. Fake bank robber. Mm. Does that involve putting a stocking over my head? Unfortunately not. Do you want the details? Yeah, go on. Believe it or not, you can play cops and robbers for real, and it isn't breaking the law. The role of penetration tester involves <laughs> trying to beat the security systems, physical and virtual, of banks and other companies across the UK. Most of it is very high-tech, and sadly doesn't require dressing for the part. Oh. But that sounds like fun, doesn't it? Trying to beat security systems legally? Um, uh, yeah, I suppose, but I, I'm not very good at that sort of thing. Penetration tester? Yeah. I'd do it just to tell people that was my job. Yeah, I'm a penetration tester. Yeah. Um, I gave up polishing crown jewels <laughs> to become a penetration tester. So, yeah, no, what a job. What yeah. a job. No, I th I, the thing about that is I would find it, A, very frustrating, because what if you can't break in? 
what if you can't penetrate whatever you're meant to be penetrating? That can be frustrating. I would I wouldn't like I wouldn't like that at all. It would drive me insane. Happens to the best of us. It does. And also, right, if if you were to break into the bank, what um I mean what do you do you get a bonus for that? You must get a bonus. Would you be allowed thirty seconds in the vault? I imagine they'd be quite pleased if it was your job to test their systems and you found a flaw in it that you could then help them strengthen. I imagine they'd be quite pleased. I would yeah, I would hope I would hope for a bonus. Mind you, I know uh, because um, I used to drive by um, one of the the banks that you visit for your work. Oh yes, and uh, I used to drive by. Didn't that... leave the door open, did I? <laughs> no, but um, the alarm was going off on oh, a regular basis. I would Christ. drive by this bank, and I, I knew roughly what time you would be there. Mm. And uh, I go inside with the alarm going off. It, yeah, <laughs> it used to be. Uh, and there was a couple of times I thought, well, I hope Ben hasn't been yet. Yeah, uh, because if he has. He set the alarm off, <laughs> and he's going to end up having to go back there. Uh, I, but when that happened, I remember you telling me that um, the bank he weren't even that bothered, really, that their alarm was going off. Not particularly. So, I mean, they can't be that bothered about what's inside, can they? No. Because they're not going to... I always thought if an alarm went off in a bank, that would sort of get the police there instantly. Let me tell you about a little thing called the Hatton Garden Jewellery Heist. <laughs> yeah, but that, no, that's not a bank, though, is it? No, it's much more valuable than a bank. Yeah, yeah. But what I'm saying is, why is it that when an alarm goes off at a bank, the police aren't automatically sent out? You know, the flying squad, Sweeney Todd turning up. I don't think there's actually much kept in the banks these days, do you? Uh, To be honest, I don't really go into banks anymore. Last time I went into a bank, it frustrated me so much. Because they got rid of they've got rid of the people and they got these <laughs> these computers that you have to go through that are so frustratingly slow. Oh, long live the computers! I don't want to talk to anybody. No, I don't want to talk to anyone. <laughs> but I just want someone who can pay in a check for me, so it doesn't take half an hour using this pathetic computer system <laughs> that Barclays seem to have introduced. So, uh, oh, very frustrating. That I tell you what, if you can get into Barclays and penetrate their computer system, I'd be a happy man. Trev and Ben. We love new music. And every week at 10 o'clock, we introduce you to a new band or artist. This week, it's Lindsay Saunders. She's a singer-songwriter based in Colorado. She's received critical acclaim for her work, being noted as a musician whose artistry and poise as a songwriter, guitarist, and vocalist demands to be heard. Well, we're going to hear it. We're going to hear it Excellent. right now. Uh, works began on her next indie pop release as her music continues to evolve, surprise, and impress. Here she is. This is Make or Break Us on We Love New Music. We love new music. You're listening to We Love New Music on the Trev and Ben Show. My name's Lindsay Saunders, and this is Make or Break Us. Don't get me wrong, feelings don't just go away. You have my heart, but Lindsay Saunders make or break us on We Love New Music you can find out more about her at uh, lindsaysaundersmusic.com follow her uh, uh, on Twitter at music by Lindsay and we'll be playing uh, more from her over the next few weeks and when her new album comes out we will uh, let you know if you want to get your new music on the show get in touch with us it's at Trevor and Ben on Twitter or uh, send us a message via croydonradio.com and don't forget on croydonradio.com you can upload uh, all your new music so that you know everyone can hear it everyone just everyone in the world as you just heard though standards high Standards very high. Not any old muck. Oh, not on this show. No. Mate. Not on this show. I mean, the music is what makes this show. Yeah. It's, it's the bits in between that are a bit of a waste of time. Yeah. But who cares about that? We've, it's never bothered us. It's a bit all over the place today, but, you know, we were flustered. We were locked out. Yeah, I do feel that it's a bit like a, a really bad ping pong match at the moment. I like it. I'm sort of serving and missing the end of the table. <laughs> uh, talking of serving, I wonder how Andy Murray's getting on. I was very confused because um, a different Murray uh, yeah, did yeah. well in the tennis this week. Well, he won. 
Yeah, I told you he did well. Yeah, yeah, won, won the doubles this morning, didn't he? Was it this morning or was it yesterday, wasn't it? Was it yesterday? No, anyway, he won. Told you it was all one. And the, 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 the other Murray's on now, I think. I think he's playing now. I hope he loses. Oh, come on. We all like Murray now. Oh, do we? Everyone likes Andy Murray Speak now. Speak for yourself. Look, you know that he's a good man. And he, he's, he's going to win today, so there you are. How's that uh, Columbia shirt fitting, mate, eh? Oh, hey, leave him alone. I remember. Leave him alone. Anyway, uh, still to come on the show, we've got Ben's Cork and Games Compendium in about uh, 10 minutes' time. Uh, pub quiz, a bit later on. Today's category is Family Ties. And we are, of course, playing Think the Link. We are looking for the link between these three songs. How you getting on with that? I think I've got it. Oh, you think you've got it? I'm quite excited, yeah. I think I've got it. Okay, all right. Well, uh, look, there's still about, what, 50 minutes. Uh, if you want to get in touch, at Trev and Ben, or send us a message via croydonradio.com. Now, we talked about driving earlier. One of the things that really worries me when I'm driving is when I hear a siren going. Mm. Uh, because there's always that thing of, oh, you know, can I get out of the way in time? Is this car in front of me going to behave? And I got hooted once by a car behind me uh, because I was trying to make way for an ambulance and this man thought that I was messing about. Mm. You've got a huge thing behind you, mate, with a siren going. <laughs> it's a bit of a clue. I wasn't... Uh, he got some gestures. Yes. He got some gestures. I think the ambulance driver thought I was giving them to him, but I wasn't. <laughs> it was the car behind. So it always worries me a little bit, and it always... And the thing with a siren is you never know what direction it's coming from. Do you know what I mean? Mm. Like, you hear a siren, you think, I have no idea. I can't place where that is coming from. But I always seem to think it's the opposite direction it's actually coming yeah, from. Yeah, they need to make them more directional, mm. the sirens. Yeah, how would they do that though? Um, probably. Oh, sorry, <laughs> sorry. What? I um, I've just seen some breaking news, and it's quite shocking. Really? Oh, yes. Do we need to stop the show? Um, I think we can announce this. This is very shocking news. Uh, okay. Are you ready for this, Ben? Uh, well, not really, but go ahead. Terry Wogan's died. Oh, some breaking news. Very sad breaking news. So Terry Wogan's died, age seventy-seven. Oh. Oh. That's very sad. It's a bit news. of a downer on the show. Sorry to break that news, but that's that's big news. That is big news. Poor old Sir Terry. Anyway, our thoughts are with you, Sir Terry, where we are. Hmm. As he uh, goes to the great radio studio in the sky. God bless you. Now what do we do? Uh, anyway, let's go back to ambulances, which seems rather crude now, doesn't oh, it? Um, I find that they should make the sign. <laughs> Yeah, bad link. Bad timing, that. Oh, bad. I was just shocked by that, Ben. I, I couldn't carry on with knowing that and keeping that to myself. No. Yeah, I couldn't ca- concentrate on a link knowing that bit of news. That's terrible news. Anyway, ambulances. You have um, rendered me speechless. <laughs> sorry about that. Anyway, ambulances. Let's make these sirens more directional. I reckon they could do that with um, a big old sort of, you know, speaker on top. A directional speaker. So you know what direction it's going in. Yeah. And, uh, <laughs> but also, what they're doing in uh, Copenhagen, they've decided, um, because the sirens are possibly to, um, I don't know, make it stressful for patients in the ambulance, they've decided that uh, after a, a successful trial, to play music rather than a, a siren. What music? It could be anything. They haven't, they haven't picked... I mean, they want it to be more sort of, you know, relaxing. Like an ice cream truck. <laughs> Basically, yeah. I mean, they don't want it to be, you know... I doubt it's going to be Bob. Green sleeves. Green sleeves would be nice. Yeah. That would be relaxing. Bob is a Dargio for strings. That would be a nice bit. Mm-hmm. Well, that's pretty morbid. Uh, you might want... Um, you might want Happy by... Uh, what's his name? Pharrell Williams. Could be inappropriate. Uh, uh, do you know what I'm, I want? I've decided what I want. Uh, if I'm ever if I ever find myself in the back of an ambulance that will play music, I want this. <laughs> when the moon hits your eye like a big pizza pie, that's a This is what I want, Ben. I love this. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> you see, if you're in the back of an ambulance and it's all kicking off and you're not feeling that and you hear this, that's going to cheer you up, isn't it? You feel much better. I love this. <laughs> By the way, this, anyone who enjoys this, this doesn't even do it justice. You need to see the video. We'll perhaps tweet a link to the video. Oh, definitely. So John Dacre will be my ambulance music. You're in love. <laughs> And you know that you feel some more 
van Pickford is John. But you see back in old Napoli, that's a mori. So I travel at A&E now. Underground Ocean and get me out on Croydon Radio. It's the Trevor and Ben Show and it's time for... Mr. Ben Harmer's Corking Games Compendium. Ben's Corking Games Compendium. Still your favourite time of the week? I think it probably is. Yeah? yeah. I don't know why I've gone so high. Well, right. It's because of the excitement of it all. Uh, so you've brought the Jump of Destiny in. I have. Uh, there it is in all its shining glory. Yep. I will give it a, uh, a damn good spin and it will at random pick one of the games from your compendium and those games Ben are. Riddle me this, true or false, the Great Britain quiz, say it again Sam and who am I? Okay, well, you know, it's no secret, of course, which one is my favourite. No. But uh, I enjoy them all, really, <laughs> apart from the Great Britain quiz. That drives me insane. All right, I'm going to give the uh, the wheel a spin, and let's see what happens. Oh, slow in. Slow in. Riddle me this. Ah. Riddle me this. Oh, I like riddle me this. This is a good one. Isn't it weird how, um, even though it's so random, the drum of destiny, we never have the same two weeks running, do we? It's funny that. It's amazing, isn't maybe it? Maybe one day. <laughs> maybe one day. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, riddle me this. Uh, what are the rules of riddle me this? Uh, the rules of this are I've got three riddles for you. Mm-hmm. We have a strict 30 second time limit after we've completed reading the riddle, in which we can confer and yes. we both have to uh, then try and work out the answer. So we, this, this is a collaborative effort. It's the only one we do yeah and i think last time we might have got one that's right you need two out of the three riddles correct to win okay right well i'm i'm confident this week because we work together on this ben what they say two brains are better than one they never met us yeah (laughs) okay uh riddle number one okay the first riddle we have is the island fire the island fire this intriguing okay uh here we go a man is on an island which is one mile long and about 100 yards wide the grass and shrubs are very dry from a long drought. Suddenly, a fire starts at one end of the island. It is racing toward him along the width of the island, fanned by a strong wind blowing in his direction. He cannot take refuge in the sea because it is infested with sharks. There is no beach, just sheer cliffs. What can he do to avoid being consumed in the flames? Go. Um, right, so there's a fire coming towards him. He's... Uh, can he bury himself in the sand? Well, he could, he could go in the sea. I mean, he would die with the sharks, but... Oh, you, well, you don't know. They might not kill him. The flames wouldn't get him. D- d- yeah, it's, it's a risk worth taking. Uh, I don't know. Could he not use the seawater somehow to extinguish the flames? Could he not create some sort of pump? Um, so from... just quell this inferno by just slapping the seawater yeah, at it? Yeah, standing work. in the water and just splashing it. <laughs> Is that our official answer? Yeah, there's the 30 seconds. Oh, God. <laughs> This is why I leave you to answer these mainly. Well, yeah, I um, I must admit, I don't think I've got the right answer. <laughs> so do you just want to recap what our official answer is? Uh, the official answer is that he just puts his feet into the water, so he's not deep enough to be attacked by the sharks. Okay. And he's just scooping out handfuls of water and throwing it towards the flames hmm. okay the actual answer is uh, the man should set fire to the ground where he stands and walk towards the main fire the wind will fan the fire he started so as to burn out the end of the island toward which the wind is blowing he can then walk back to a piece of burnt land and stand there safely when the main fire reaches the line where the secondary fire had been started what I don't, don't read it again, but I don't, I'm none the wiser. I think it means start another fire, <laughs> scorch the earth, yeah. then, then hope it gets put out somehow, and then go back on it because it won't burn twice. I think with, I, I may <laughs> have misunderstood. Make any sense it doesn't. That was terrible. I mean, why has he got? Why has he got to set fire to something if the idea is he goes and stands somewhere that's already been? But why didn't you? I don't understand. We didn't get it right. No, <laughs> right. that much we know. Okay, well let's do the second one. That was disappointing. That one very disappointing. Okay, the second one is called the beach. The beach. Oh, another beach-based yes. uh, riddle. The scene: a deserted beach on a Pacific island. On the shoreline lies an upturned boat with a man lying alongside, attached to it by chains. The man has minor lacerations but is alive. How did he get there? And go. Right, so he's attached to the boat by chains. That's right, an upturned boat, apparently. Um, I've got nothing. i got nothing. No, uh, maybe he fell out of a plane delivering boats. I, I, 
<laughs> I don't he... know. <laughs> Maybe he's a prisoner. He's obviously a prisoner. That's good. Uh, he's got lacerations, so he's probably been whipped. Uh, other people fell out of the boat and drowned. Probably attacked by the sharks from the uh, previous riddle. And, uh, <laughs> and, and now he's just left on the beach. There you go. There's the 30 seconds up. <laughs> Right, okay. Um, hmm. Not doing very well. No, we're week. not at all, no. Um, do you want... It's, it's quite an... Uh, oh, I hate to tell you this, but it's quite an, It's quite a wordy answer again. All right, okay, let's do it. Okay. I've got to concentrate. The island was the infamous Devil's Island. The man was a prisoner being rowed ashore by two prison guards. The main prison ship could only moor a quarter of a mile offshore because of treacherous reefs. During the journey, the boat had been hit by a sudden squall and both guards were thrown overboard and drowned. Whereas the prisoner, who was chained to the boat, had survived when the boat overturned, trapping it in an air pocket. Well, I wasn't far off. I was sort of there. You said prisoner. And I said that people on the boat were dead. I mean, all right, I got the shark thing and you all didn't that. didn't say air pocket. I didn't say air pocket. I reckon we could get half a point. That's a bit pathetic, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, we might be the best we get today. Okay. <laughs> Beggars can't be choosers. I'll take it. <laughs> Let's do the last one. Let's get this one, Ben. Come on. We're not that stupid. Well, <laughs> okay. The last one is called "What Are They?" How much will one cost? Asked the customer in a hardware store. Twenty cents, replied the clerk. And how much will twelve cost? Forty cents. Okay, I'll take a hundred and twelve. Fine, that'll be sixty cents. What was the customer buying? <laughs> we we can't do this in thirty seconds. Right, twenty cents for one. That's right. Forty cents for twelve. That's right. And 60 cents for what? 112. 112. I have no idea. Well, what could he be buying for that? Where is he a hardware store? That's right. And uh, nails, screws... A, a tape uh, measure? Ta- tape measure. I'm trying to be clever. Um, I don't know how. I was trying to think... Uh, eggs. Let's hear everything I've Eggs? <laughs> eggs. <laughs> Time's up. <laughs> Why would you get eggs in a hardware store? I don't know. I'm just thinking of like the dozen. He's buying 12. I mean, yes, you're not going to get them in a hardware store. I'll give you that. <laughs> I wasn't really thinking. Well, that, that half a point's looking pretty good now, isn't it? <laughs> it is. These are way too complicated. Okay, it's... so we'll submit our official answer of eggs. <laughs> <laughs> the actual answer is house numbers. Uh, That's clever. That is clever. That is clever. You see, that that makes sense. I like that. See, unlike the past, when we used to do the tabletop lateral thinking riddle game, these mm. ones are properly lateral, aren't they? Yes, yes. That's I why like we're no that. good at them. <laughs> yeah, we are dreadful. Away, Jason Fakera on uh, Croydon Radio. Uh, companion back next week. Absolutely. Oh, can we try and do better? Uh, uh, yeah, okay. In, on all of them. <laughs> um, we, don't, we don't know games coming we, up. Well, that's very true. It's all very random, of course. But um, let's, let's just see if we can do a little bit better next week. Okay. Uh, because I think the last three or four weeks, I've, uh, I've not done well. No. And then the, we do one where we work together, disaster. So, and I mentioned earlier that I uh, I was babysitting my godchildren, uh, mm. two of my godchildren yesterday, and uh, the younger one had uh, issues with his nose, as I've mentioned. Yes, a uh, lot of lot of streaming. Don't know, <laughs> incredible. Then the older one, um, at one point during the afternoon, he said, um, uh, "I need to go to the toilet," and it's like, "Okay, off off you go." Yeah, fill your boots. Yeah. And um, so off he went. Fill your boots. <laughs> well, no, don't. <laughs> and um, he came back, and uh, by, by this time his mum and dad were back, and uh, we were all sitting there, and he came back into the front room, and he went, hey, Mummy, um, there are things on my stool. Oh. And, and, <laughs> and then his dad got up, and, and I said to his mum, I said, what sophisticated language? What is what I said? I said, I mean, I said, I'm not sure he needs to be announcing it, but and what it was was that there's actually a stall for him to stand up on, oh. <laughs> and there were things on that. That's a very clinical child. When I was, th- I said that. I said, blimey. I, I mean, a, I was thinking, how does he know all of this, and, and why is he, why is he checking it? Who's, t- who's <laughs> teaching him that? Anyway, it just, it just threw me. <laughs> it didn't make me laugh because I thought, how, uh, imagine if he had meant that. Imagine yeah. if he goes, excuse me, there are things on my stall, mummy. But I really feel he should look at. 
excited. Uh, <laughs> but he did make me laugh. But um, I just wanted to tell you that because it kind of links into what I want to talk about now. Uh, we talk about this fairly, fairly regularly. Um, <laughs> Big Brother. Oh, we're talking of stool. <laughs> yeah, well, exactly. I don't know if you heard this this week. I mean, uh, I think it's a dreadful show and has, I've never liked it from the day it started. Right. But I think it has reached a new low. And I do feel that if, if anything was the signpost that it should end forever, <laughs> this is it. Do you remember Gillian McKeith? Oh, yes. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Dreadful, dreadful woman. Who you was, are what you eat and all that yeah, rubbish. Yeah. And just obsessed with looking through people's stalls. Mm. They sent her into the house this week and got the celebrities to give her a sample. Now, that is just not necessary, is it? No. It's not good television. I mean, we cannot be ever accused of having any sophistication on this show. <laughs> uh, but we don't quite stoop to that level, do we? No. This is dreadful. I mean... We do sort of do the verbal equivalent of sifting through that. Well, yes, we, we do. <laughs> Especially today. But if you were a celebrity and you're in, in that dreadful thing, the house, right? And, and presumably they weren't told this before they went in. Imagine if you're sitting there and you're in the house and, I don't know, you've got Darren Day sitting next to you, uh, David Guest and yeah. whoever else is in there, and uh, then Gillian McKeith pops in and says, um, oh, excuse me, ladies and gentlemen, here's a Tupperware tub. Uh, pop in, will you, and, and let me have a look. I would ask to see the small print in my contract. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I would just say no, love. No, <laughs> why, why are you here? I mean, th- this house has got enough nobodies in already without you popping up. It really is the the last shred of dignity they've yeah. got, isn't it? And I think the worst thing is it then becomes news. You know, she unveiled who had the smelliest, who had the weirdest looking... Smelliest? Oh, God. You don't need to know that, do you? It's not necessary. No. I don't care how much you're into these celebrities. Um, I was watching a, I was watching a thing. Uh, this is a problem, right? I was watching Dave Gorman the other night. Oh, I like, I like Dave Gorman. Mm. And he was talking about how you rank celebrities. And he was saying, you know, you normally say A-list, B-list, maybe C-list, and then you go straight to Z. That's right. And normally anything under A is, is, is an insult, generally. Yeah. You, you know. And it's like these people in the house, I don't want to keep banging on about it, but they really are Z-list, aren't they? They really are the lowest of the low. Definitely. And you say, well, why are they on there for a start? Because money and just anything that gives them a little bit of profile. And they're just dreadful people. And wh- why are they doing this? Why do they want to have their stalls checked on television? Although, how much money would it cost you? What, to, yeah. to defecate I mean, in a Tupperware box are, and give it to Jim McKeith? They are scraping the barrel with that show. So let's, let's say they're scraping it so far that <laughs> they hit Croydon Radio. I'll tell you what, if they, if they come to us, mate, they re- it's time for it to finish. I'll tell how you much? That. What, to go in? Yeah. I wouldn't do it. 50 grand. I don't know. I don't think that would do it. Two weeks, 50,000 pounds. I don't think it would do it. And a Tupperware box. <laughs> I would need to know who else is going to be in there. No. You don't, I, get, you no. Don't, no, you don't get that privilege. If you walk out, do you still get paid? No, mm, I don't think so. Right. I think if you're evicted in the first day, you can do. Which is basically what, uh, what is Chops? The uh, horrible, <laughs> horrible man who does the horse racing. John McCurrick. Yes, he basically, that was his tactic, get evicted immediately. <laughs> yeah, no, that would make sense. If you get paid, for, if, you, if you were to say to me, right, he's 50 grand, uh, just spend the first day being as vile as you can. But there's no guarantee. No, exactly, there's no guarantee. And what if you were to end up stuck in there with whoever they are? I mean, I don't know what her name is, but there's one lady who's from a reality show in the States, and I saw a clip of her this week. She was going nuts about something, mm. and she just seems the most horrible woman. So for and I couldn't I couldn't be in a house like that. What if I said right? You'll have to stay the duration. I don't know how long the duration is. Maybe two weeks, three weeks, million quid, a million, million quid. You you're a liar. If I if I waived a hundred thousand pounds, I'd know you'd do it for two weeks. I don't think I would. A hundred grand. No, I couldn't bear it. I couldn't bear to be in a place. I mean, I'm a bit of a loner. In all honesty, Ben, I like to get home, lock the door, and to be honest, I can stay in the house for days without seeing or speaking to anyone. I'm very happy without seeing and speaking to people. Mm. Uh, the last thing I want to do is be stuck in a house without many people, all egos fighting each other. Don't want it. So Not co- interested. It cost a million to get you in there, would it? A million quid. million quid and I'll do it. I think you're full of stool. <laughs> <laughs> I think I could get you in there for half that. I went back down. million quid. Okay. See what I did there? I see. see what I did there? Yeah. Terry Wogan would be proud. Oh. He'd be smiling down on me right now. 
Um, <laughs> I talked about um, uh, reality TV. Um, sad news this week oh, for one. Can you stop reaching for your phone and saying, oh, sad news? I wonder what's coming next. Sad news for one reality TV star this week. <sighs> uh, 2014 X Factor champion, Ben Haynow, who I believe is a Croydonian. Yes, he blinking well was. Got in my way. Did he? Yes. Get in your way. Why? Road closures. Oh, was that when he was turning on the lights I or something? I couldn't drive down North End to do my blinking job. Wow. Because of him performing. Well. Blocking the Queen's Mail. Well, the, you may see this as karma. Ah. Uh, because he's, he's been block, uh, blocked. <laughs> he's blocked me. That would be karma. He's been dropped from uh, Simon Cowell's label. Oh, dear. After just, uh, well, not even two years. Just over a year. I mean, I think, again, doesn't that just show what Simon Cowell's all about? Mm. I mean, I love, the, I love the fact that basically uh, Ben Haynow must be gutted. You know, he's like, he wins that, that dreadful program and then thinks, well, I'm made. I'm Croydon's made. only got room for one Ben H and I'm here. And you're there. Croydon Radio. Yeah. Well, there's no Every one to, week. Well, locked in, locked out, I'm here. Yeah, but there's no one to drop you, is there? <laughs> Shut <laughs> up. <laughs> anyway, uh, the singer confirmed the news saying, um, uh, the, the relationship with Psycho has been the most amazing time of my life. Has hey, it now, really? gone tomorrow. <laughs> has it really? Because... I've never heard of him since he won it. <laughs> so I don't know what he's achieved in the time that he's been with Simon Cow. And the chances are we'll never hear from him again. No. Um, anyway, sad news there. Sad yeah. news for Croydonian. Well, maybe he'll be turning on some Christmas lights somewhere next year. Maybe he can block North End again. Till- <laughs> I doubt it. I doubt he'll ever turn anything on ever again. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Why are you saying awful? Well, you know, you know, the man's down. There's no need to kick him. <laughs> I'm saying turning things on in a sort of celebrity sense. Question you know, is sexual prowess? Or, or opening things. Oh, God, don't make it worse. <laughs> yeah, he's never going to open anything ever again. <laughs> uh, oh, anyway. Speaking of uh, bad turns of phrase <laughs> yeah. and expressions, I, I, I wanted to run an expression by you. Mm, okay. There's been one that's been bothering me for a while. Mm-hmm. Uh, and because I'm your man. You are the man. I, yeah. The expression about having your cake and eating it used to bother me, but I now understand that one. Okay. Do you understand that one? Well, yeah. Yeah. But the one that's been bothering me... <laughs> I'm surprised you never got it. No, because I thought, well, why can't you have your cake and eat it? But I, I realise you can't still have it having had eaten it. I, I now understand yes. it. It's yes. fine. But uh, the, one I, the one I really don't understand is the, the expression, um, the exception that proves the rule. Do you understand that one? The exception... You've heard that, yeah? Yeah. People yeah. say, oh, that's the exception that proves the rule. Yeah, the exception that proves the rule. Do you yeah, understand? I don't really understand that one. Oh, good. I'm not alone. No. Because... But I always hear it on, I listen to a lot of um, LBC talk radio and yeah. things like that. And I hear a lot of people say, oh, well, you're just the exception that proves the rule. And I think, well, this is someone who's saying that they're, they're different. Yeah. And that how somehow proves the rule that they're against. What's, what's the rule they're talking about? It doesn't matter. Well, it can just be any rule. But like, often on LBC, it's like, well, um, you know, you, oh, I can afford to go out and, you know, buy a house on a salary of 20 grand. And then they'll say, oh, you're the exception that proves the rule. A lot of people out there can't afford a house. Yeah, it doesn't make any sense. It doesn't make any sense How does an exception prove a rule? Yeah, no, I don't understand. I don't understand that. Well, you're not used to me then. Well, I'm sorry. It uh, it doesn't make any sense. I think these are the sort of things that people just say. And I bet I bet everyone that says it on LBC doesn't know what it means. It's just think, oh, that's there's a phrase I can use. Surely it should be you're the exception that contradicts the rule. That would that yes, that would be better. If the rule is people on twenty thousand pound salaries can't afford a house, or is it proves in sense of uh, rather than proving, as in like you know when you prove dough. Yes, you know. I'm just want to know where you're going with this. <laughs> no, I'm just thinking that maybe uh, it it's proving the rule. It's making the rule. Um, it's proving. <laughs> Don't know. No, you really didn't know. what You, you just thought, oh, well, dough proofs. I'll, I'll see where this goes. <laughs> well, yes. I'll start talking and see where no, this takes me. No, you've asked me for an, uh, an explanation. I've given you one. Okay. You can take it or leave it. I'll it's Google up it to when you. I get home. Don't worry. <laughs> I think there are lots of things like this, though. There are lots of things that people just say without really knowing it and, and getting things wrong. I mean, uh, and, and there are things now that, you, that I realise I've been saying wrong for forever. Uh, or, or not understand. I mean, the one I used to get completely wrong was uh, for all intents and purposes. How did you say that? I thought it was for all intensive purposes. Oh, that's quite common, I think. That's, Is it? Yeah, yeah. I, I, and it, it was relatively recently I discovered that, that I'd been saying it wrong for all that time. It sort of makes sense either way, doesn't it? Uh, does it? I think so. And then even then, when I first uh, realised that I'd been saying it wrong, I, <laughs> the person that kind of corrected me, I misunderstood what they were saying. 
and I thought he I didn't get intense as in intention mm. I heard him say in tents as in camping tents oh, and it took me a little I while I ever thought you'd, you'd be able to help me <laughs> Wait, <laughs> you, I, I, you I, really are thick it's to do with bread <laughs> I've told you that. If you don't like the explanation, you can stick it. <laughs> Talking of mishearing things and getting things wrong, have I ever told you about my most embarrassing mishearing no. uh, episode? I was out with... Um, I don't know, quite know where I was. I think it was a, a group thing. I was out doing some temping bowling. And um, I think it was, might have been a work thing. And you know, people's partners were there. And I ended up speaking to this girl's um, boyfriend, I think he was. And um, this, this bowling alley we were in, it, had, it was playing, playing some quite loud music. So yeah, it was one of those where you had to kind of do that to hear. And you, you, know, you had to speak a bit loudly like that. And you know, it's like you're doing the small talk. And I said to this bloke, I said, oh, all right, so what do you do? And he said, um, he said oh, I sell bridges. And I spent about the... I sells bridges. Yeah. I spent about the next hour saying, well, I, I don't understand. I mean, how, how do you sell them? I mean, who are you selling them to? And he was going, well, I mean, it's easy. Anyone who wants them, they pop in. And, uh, and, and I, I sort it out for them. And I'm going, well, I mean, do you, do you design them? And I'm asking all these questions. He's going, no, no, I don't design them. I just sell them. And eventually it turned out, he said, fridges. Uh. And because of the music, I compl- and I spent about an hour thinking he's a bridge seller. You know, I don't understand how you're selling bridges. Who are you selling? It turns out it's fridges. You I was really him. embarrassed. Maybe you misheard him twice. And he was saying, I work at Selfridges. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> McCauley and home on Croydon Radio. Uh, it's Trevor Ben's show, the exception that proves the rule. There's our new little catchphrase there. I've got to say, I'm, I'm even more baffled than when I started. Right, you've been looking it up. What's it mean? According to Wikipedia, the exception that proves the rule means that the presence of an exception applying to the specific case establishes or proves that a general rule exists. For example, a sign that says parking prohibited on Sundays, the exception, proves that parking is allowed on the other six days of the week, the rule. A more explicit phrasing might be the exception that proves the existence of the rule. See, I wasn't far off. Bread. You were talking about dough. Yeah, I think yeah, you're quite I'm not far. far a little far off. I told you that. Um, so you're not. <laughs> you're not really any the wise, are you? Let's not be honest. Exactly. No. No. Never mind. I'm sure. I'm sure that you know, over the next few weeks that will sink in, and there'll be a moment in about three weeks' time we'll be sitting. There, you go. I've got it. I don't know how pointing out that there's an exception can prove the rule exists because surely it contradicts the fact that the rule exists. Oh, forget it. Let's just move on. Sure. Well, it's, it's the exception that proves the existence of the bread. Right, ladies and gentlemen, listen up. Welcome to the Trev and Ben. And it's the pub quiz. So the pub quiz, uh, today's category, family ties. Uh, there's three questions. There's an easy question, a medium question, and a hard question. It's one point for the easy, two for the medium, three for the hard. You can take part by being on the shout box right now. Uh, ben, you are, of course, the quiz master, which means you have to have a nickname. What's your nickname this week? What's the word for uh, when you look up the origin of a word? Because we were just looking up the origins of phrase, weren't we? Um, is it... Uh, what is it? Etymologist? Ed, something like so that? So therefore, I am Bentymologist. Bentomologist. I was reaching this week. I was getting mm. desperate. I couldn't think of anything. Yeah, dreadful. Dreadful. All right, let's crack on. <laughs> let's, let's, let's pretend that never happened. <laughs> <laughs> okay, question number one for one point mm-hmm. on family ties. Which annual celebration takes place in Britain on the fourth Sunday in Lent? Why are you looking at me like that? Well, I was just wondering what that's got to do with family ties. Go on. Uh, sorry, ask the question again. A very strange look you gave me. <laughs> Which, I was so confused, Mike. Which annual celebration takes place in Britain on the fourth Sunday in Lent? Sorry, I read that a bit like a robot. <laughs> okay, all right. I think I might sort of understand that. I don't, so... Okay, family. yeah. Family... <laughs> oh, I have a punt at that. Oh, yeah, it's going on, just right, even down. Wrong. The way today's going, mate. Doesn't really matter. Question number two for two points. In the Bible, who said, I am my brother's keeper? Oh... Um, I'll have a guess at that as well. Yeah, <laughs> I'm not entirely sure. No, it may surprise you to realise I haven't read the Bible, but yeah, I've read bits of it. It's all right. 
Lovely stories. Recommend or? Um, no. Richard and Judy's book club? No, no I, th- I think I prefer a Maeve Binchy. <laughs> Question number three for three points. Steve Martin starred as George Banks in which 1991 marital comedy? Oh, yes. No, hang on. <laughs> oh, yes. Yes, I, here we go. I don't know that one. I was only three. <laughs> That's no excuse. I think it is. You know, I've been watching a lot of eggheads recently, and they've often said there's no excuse to say it's before my time. I suppose there's a difference between history and memory, isn't there? <laughs> yeah. Question number one for one oh, point. Yeah. This is going badly. <laughs> <laughs> Which annual celebration takes Do you get the impression we just want to go home? <laughs> <laughs> We've just given up, haven't we? Really? I'm going to go have a drink on Coast of Terry. <laughs> Which annual celebration takes place in Britain on the fourth Sunday in Lent? I've said Mother's Day because I've I've given up trying. No, I think it is. I've put Mother's Day. Uh, The answer... uh, No. The answer... It's Mother's Day. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. One point each. There we go. Number two. Well, suddenly the... we've perked up, haven't we? <laughs> suddenly we're interested. In the Bible, who said I am my brother's keeper? But I've put Cain. I've put Cain. I've spelt it like the wrestler, but the answer is Cain. Oh, spelt the proper way: C A I N. Oh, I, well. put, I put an E on the end. Well, well I spelt it with a K, so I wouldn't worry. <laughs> Question <laughs> three. Yeah, three points. Steve Martin starred. I think as... I might get a foot out here. By the way, Good. I'm very excited. George Banks in which 1991 marital comedy? Father of the Bride. Father of the Bride. What did you put? Oh, you just didn't I, put I anything. I just gave up. Oh, you just... Oh. Well, I'll get a full out. See, today is suddenly... Things are turning. It's all, it's things all are good. turning. Bob Dylan, all along the Watchtower. Playing that for you, really. Because you like that, don't you? You're a bit of a Bob Dylan yeah. fan. Whereas I think he's overrated, personally. It's disgraceful things. No. How can you end the show on that? No, I've said it before and I'll say it again. Overrated. I'm sorry. You can buy your own pint later on. Look, look he, 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 the songs sound good. He, he writes good music. But, you know, is he, he's, has he really changed the world? Oh, really? Has he? Let's be honest. How can you tell? How can you sit there? Have you not heard Blowing in the Wind? Of course I've heard it. Whose life has that changed? You're a disgrace. Do you feel better for hearing it? <sighs> no. Think the link. I'm sorry, uh, you know, I say what I think. <laughs> and I think what I say. <laughs> <laughs> right, uh, think the link, Ben. Uh, we are looking for the link between these three songs. Said relatively straightforward. You uh, excitedly said that you thought you had it a little I think while so. earlier. A little while earlier. A little while. Why not? Yeah. Why not? Uh, I don't know what the third song was. Mm-hmm. Um, the first. This one. Yep. Thanks. Yep. No. Yeah. The, the, there's Join the point. Next week. There's, there's the points right there. The second song was Jake Bug Lightning Bolt. The first mm-hmm. song. I don't know what it was, but it was by the Lightning Seeds. Yeah. Go Lightning. Oh yeah. It is. Thank it you is. very much. Yeah. Lightning Seeds. Lucky you, Jake Bug Lightning Bolt, and the Wanted Lightning. Right. <laughs> right. I tell you what, finding the third one for that was quite <laughs> difficult. I found all these songs called Lightning and then realised they were never released as singles. It was really annoying. And then I found that that one was. And it got to number two, Ben. So I think, really, you should have known that, yeah. being, being the young cultural icon that you are. <laughs> and that's about it from us. Uh, Standby Ice Station is on the way next, as long as he's... Well, he might be locked out for all we know. Maybe. Um, I suppose the, the answer to that would be we could let him in. <laughs> but um, we could just stay here, couldn't we? We'd just yeah. stay here all day. Four-hour show. I said, no, I can't stay here all day. I've got a very important meeting this afternoon. Oh, I'll really? go for a bit of a powwow oh, this afternoon. I, I don't know whether I should wear a suit. Mm. I think I should dress up for the big old... I am the chairman. Ooh. Do you think I should turn up <laughs> in a suit? That would shock them all, wouldn't it? It would. If I turned up in a suit and said, excuse me, a bit of power needed here. A bit of authority is needed here, and I think I'm the man. Look, I'm wearing a tie and everything. Well, yeah, well, I mean, you have to go to that because uh, breaking news: Ice Station is now in the building. He's in. Oh, studio. he's in. He's yeah. got in. Oh, lucky man, lucky man. Not like us. Uh, anyway, that is it from us. Uh, we will be back with our midweek podcast uh, about Thursday. I know it was out a bit late last week. Apologies for that. Right. It's my fault. Yeah. My fault. Well, I went out drinking. In all honesty, Ben, on the, on the, the truth t- comes out. Well, we had a date when we were going to record it, and I decided to go out drinking instead. I do apologise. Right. I'm just I'm a bit of a bad boy Ben I'm a bit of a bad boy can we go and have a drink please <laughs> alright I'm, I'm putting an end to this one minute to go no, yeah. one minute to go and we can say goodbye if this was a dog you'd have shot it by now this show if it was a horse I would have turned it into glue <laughs> or dog food and then you could have tested it anyway stay tuned to Croydon Radio there's <laughs> quality radio coming up next with iStation yeah iStation's on the way next so back with our midweek podcast and then back live hopefully at 9 o'clock next Sunday if the doors open <laughs> who knows uh, anyway till then take it easy turn up
Bye. You're going to say bye, Ben? Until then, take it easy. Ta-da. Unbelievably bad this week. Bye-bye. The Trev and Ben Show.